A warm welcome into this shared space and time. I'm Dr. Ioana from Team for the Soul. And this episode is for you if you're a giver, if you're compassionate, person that loves to help others, you're Christian, that really want to follow Christ and keep giving, and you might put everyone's needs before you and might not have enough time to do your self-care or even follow your dreams. Maybe there's a project you want to do and you might say, and you might come out of vacation or a weekend and thinking, I'm going to do this. I, I got, you got a good rhythm. And then before you know it, there's lots of needs, either at work in the family or a church in your community. And then before you know it, there's not enough time for you. And what happens for many compassionate givers is that because our needs are at the bottom of the list, we start not taking care of ourselves. And there's a risk of burnout. There's a risk of chronic stress. There's a risk also of not following our hearts and our dreams and our vision for our life to have the most impact into the world. And we feel like on a treadmill. And if this is you, this is part five on this series. And if you haven't watched part one to four, I encourage you to do that, but stay with me for this one to really listen and then go right back and just follow up. Because this is exactly following up this idea, how do I bring and create or eat or sustain an old or a new habit in such a way that I can do what I want, not just for others when it's needed, but also for myself. So we get a sense of agency, a sense of empowerment, a sense of, yes, I can do what's important for me. So with that, Quick refresher, in part one, we talked about this idea of effortless will, that there is a way that we can move from thought to action that it's effortless, and we do that all the time. So there is a myth in today's culture that we actually need to be super motivated or energized in order to do that. No, we don't. We access our effortless will all the time. Like right now, I'm thinking, okay, just touch my ear. I just did it. The issue is not that access from thought to action. The issue is that sometimes we deliberate while we're trying to do the action. And this is what I touch in part two. So make sure you go and watch that. And then with that, the next step is how to implement and create habits. It's easier said than done. In today's culture, we talked about, okay, the 21 days, three weeks or four weeks, strive, push yourself forward until your body and brain gets the habit. Well, That goes until the next emergency or the next crisis at work or the next new project or family difficulties or family activities and just exuberant, joyful activities from our kids, from work to homework to sports and whatnot. And in part four, we started talking about this idea of inner conversations and how helpful they can be. So if you haven't watched that, make sure afterwards you do watch that. And I'm bringing this because I had this privilege due to my professions for decades to be on a journey of helping others changing habits. So I loved and I've been trained and I have this this ability to navigate fluidly medical, science field, psychological field, mental health world, spiritual care, interfaith, and also the ancient Christian faith. So, and I'm Dr. Iwana, if you don't know me for Team for the Soul, so let's dive right in. 
All right. As mentioned last time, we underestimate the power of inner conversations. And I did mention about cognitive psychology who brought that into our forefront, this idea that we have beliefs and inner conversation, we like it or not, many times are more negative than we think they are. And there's a way to bring them into consciousness and actually shift them into more positive ones. Also internal family systems, it's really great methodology helping us to have healing in our conversation. It's amazing methodologies. I highly recommend to experience it. But the, at the core of internal family system is this idea that we have different parts, different reactions, and we have a true self. That true self in Christian tradition is the image of God. It's this idea that we have the divinity inside of us that is guiding us. There's that space that is untouched, unharmed, that is peaceful and calm and full of peace. In, in Christian tradition, that's the fruits of the spirit. And when we start having those inner conversation from this space that is so kind and compassionate to the different reactions, it can make the world of a difference. So what does that have to do with changing habits? Well, in last episode, I've talked about this garden hose method of changing habits. Really at the core of it is do small steps, so small that you cannot fail and resist pushing yourself, especially in the first few months. Do small steps until it becomes part of your identity. Oh, I am a runner. I always run. I always pray every day. Every day, maybe I'm eating healthy. Even if it's a, just a small piece of that in throughout your day, but you're doing it nonetheless. And I will give you an example, which was so illuminating. It happened to me a few decades ago. But is this idea that so once we're going to experience success, you're going to notice this reaction inside like, yes, now I'm doing it. I'm always going to do it. Well, this is where we want to have an inner conversation with this side of us, because many times if we're just saying, I'm always going to do it every day, we might have the counter reaction and someone say every day, that's a long time forever and for no reason whatsoever we can become discouraged and we can feel this pressure oh i have to commit every day but here is a trick this part that's overzealous we can talk with that and we can just remember and remind this part that we only actually need to commit today and this might sound really simple but in reality from our inner microcosm and i talk about this in all the courses that i teach especially the renewal in action, but also effortless will. This idea that we only have access in our inner reality to the present moment. If we stop and think about, past doesn't really exist as far as we know. It's gone. We don't live, you know, 1994 is done. We like it or not. <laughs> and in the same time, the future Sure, it's going to come, but when the future comes, it's really experienced as now. It's not experienced as anything outside of our ordinary experience. We only have the ability to experience the present moment. And I know outside in the outer world, there's a lot of focus now in the present moment, in the now, we have to connect with now. But there's no other moment to begin with. It's so fundamental. We only have access to now, and we only have access to our will and our action in the now. I cannot move my right hand, which I'm moving right in the second. I cannot move it in the future. I can think about it, but it's not moving in 
five years from now. I mean, if I'm going to be alive, I'm going to move it then. And it's not my right hand is not moving in 1994 anymore because that time is gone. So we only can access action and will in the present moment. And this is where the good news is really. All you need is to remind the overzealous part is thinking, I need to do this every day, like only today. We only need to commit to this today and this at uh, this identity level. And when tomorrow comes, I'm committing today. And the next day comes, I'm only committing today. I'll give you two examples from my health. One of them, when I switch my eating habits and I decided to become vegetarian slash vegan it was really more to enhance my prayer life but for whatever reason i've never decided i'm going to do this for a year or five i, I knew by then uh, how this works so i just made a commitment today and every day i make a commitment today and it's so much easier when people ask me are you a vegan are you a vegetarian are you, is you going to do it for life like i don't know but i know today i'm committed to it and because I'm really clear and I deliberated how I want to live my life, it's easy. I'm already committed to this and I commit today. And all my younger version of myself, they don't get really too stressed about it because it's only today. And today seems easy for all my reactions. Today seems easy. And I'll give you another example, which I thought was so revolutionary and kind of brings this idea why a mindset can shift releasing a burden, releasing a block can actually enhance our life and make profound changes in our lives. So this is what this series is all about, how to shift one perception at a time that can have a huge impact. So I'll give you the example. In my 20s, I was smoking. You might or might not know this about me, but I was smoking, I smoked for several years and I was smoking a lot for that age. And it was common in my culture where I grew up in Romania, everyone was smoking. So it's not like out of the ordinary, but I had a hard time. At some point I decided I want to quit and I had a hard time quitting. I literally tried probably 20, 30 times. Anytime I would stop in a day or two, I would be surrounded again with people that were smoking. I don't want to blame others, but it was just so easy for me to pick up the cigarette and smoke again. And what I realized one time, and I re I've tried it for 20, 30 times. And at some point I said, God, I cannot do this. I need your help. Like it's beyond me. I cannot stop smoking. And I was humbled in a certain way and asked for help. And the help came in an unexpected way. So just like that, one time I was, I realized that when I stopped smoking, I was counting how, that, uh, how many days I'm a non-smoker. Many people do that. You know, when they get rid of a habit, they say, okay, this is day one, day two, day three, day 30, day 60. I'm not against that. But I'm talking about here shifting at the identity level. So I say, well, when I'm counting, there is the underlining belief that I am a smoker. So I'm stopping. Well, but non-smokers, they don't count. And then I realize, oh, I don't have to count. I'm changing my identity. I'm a non-smoker starting today. And I only need to worry about today. I don't need to worry about tomorrow. I'm a non-smoker. 
can I make today the commitment of not smoking? And that was easy. Next day came in, it was the same, easy. And that's the power of realizing that we only need to make commitment in the day, today, which is the only day we have. And of course, you might have heard me by now, I love Christian tradition, especially the mystical Christian tradition, the ancient Christian faith. And they talk about the kingdom of heaven. It's not something that it's out there. The kingdom of heaven, it's now, it's forever. It's the day at hand. It's the moment at hand. This is where we really encounter God's, God's creation, God's consciousness, which is even outside of our perception. But this is the only moment that we have. So with that, I will leave you. And I hope that you would use this to liberate internally and make commitments one day at a time so that it can move forward with your projects you can move forward to regenerating even when you have to take care of so many other things and until next time i say goodbye for now and thank you for all you do